Hi, everyone. This is the September podcast for News Junkies, Inc. I'm Cherie Bell, founder and director of this educational nonprofit advocating for journalism and journalists. I attended virtually the Society of Professional Journalists annual convention and wanted to share a conversation from one of the sessions. This one was the SPJ commending two newspapers, the LA Times and the Kansas City Star in Missouri, for sobering formal apologies regarding race coverage in and by their papers dating back to the 1800s when each was founded. The editor spoke about simply wanting to make amends of some sort for past injustices regarding coverage of issues and people who were black as well as other minorities and disenfranchised community populations. These were two major American city newspapers taking the blame for past racist reporting from long ago, before either editor was born, whether they have family who reside in the two cities or were individually responsible for publications in the past, even the recent past of the 1990s. The editors believed now is the time, long overdue, to take a public stand and commitment to really step back and analyze any news coverage from headlines to word choice to implication and perhaps unconscious bias. This struck me as ironic because many people have not trusted the news or newspapers for decades, and I'm referring to mostly white people. These two papers have formed their own multicultural community boards to ensure equality in news coverage, as well as hirings of reporters. Most newsrooms throughout the U.S. remain a culture of white reporters, editors, and publishers. The newsroom often does not represent their own communities demographically. The conversation was from a journalist's level of shame and a new determined moral responsibility. The papers felt like they failed to point out in their own communities racist activities and mindsets long entrenched for more than a century. For example, among the police, L.A. was the city of the police beating of a black man named Rodney King. The 1991 beating by several white officers was caught on video by a bystander. And when the officers were not originally indicted, riots broke out for days and spread throughout the U.S. Many buildings and property were destroyed. The Michael Brown and later George Floyd, both black men killed by white officers, was in the coverage zone of the Kansas City Star. And again, an attitude against blacks by the city's police force has been linked to these injustices. The editors of the two newspapers know that the police beat reporters and even investigative reporters should have figured out or picked up on racist attitudes accepted within the rank and file police force. Time and again, during Barack Obama's administration, several community police departments were investigated by the Federal Attorney General's Office for racist work emails, including drawings. So community by community, racist and bigoted attitudes prevail. And it has always been up to the local news, print, as well as broadcast journalism and radio and TV to point this out, whether or not the community wants to deal with or hear or read one more story about injustices toward people of color. The irony is most people don't trust the news or reporters to begin with. 
They blame reporters for stirring up dirt. Journalism is about the search for truth. And if reporters and local news media will not uncover community injustice allowed to continue generation to generation, the numerous victims and their families and friends will rise up against past, present, and continued human rights violations and cruelty. We will witness rage and fire, and we'll pay attention to it. The local media's job is to point out unfair and unjust race relations, especially involving government entities and employees, way before a riot over another unwarranted death. I'm Cherie Bell, Executive Director of News Junkies, Inc. Online donations accepted in our website, newsjunkiesinc.com. Thank you for your time and attention.